Sunday, the end of the week, it reflects so many things for different people. It's a perfect time to find time for things that make you feel happy to be alive. For me, one of these things is baking muffins or cookies. It's always a good habit to count your rainbows and not your storms. Today's motto is to cover few more stories and finally reach the end of this long receptor tale. Let's begin. You know, well begun is half done. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods and lots of ideas to learn better understand better and make your concepts crystal clear if you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds is pharmacology difficult lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge i have talked about saturation concept or another term what i told you about this is the plateau principle Well, this particular stage when giving more of drug actually makes no sense and produces no response. It might coincide with a state when all the receptors are covered or bound to the drug. But one thing is of great importance and interest that maximum response is achievable even when all the receptors they are not in use. Yes, I said they are not in use. and the ones which are left unbound at the back not used they are known as the spare receptors so now you can define the spare receptors how can you identify these receptors well it's very easy to find out these reserve receptors with the use of irreversible antagonists it's a great finding that high concentration of agonists they are used to achieve maximum response Now one of the best example I can give you at this particular moment is of the glucose receptors or the insulin receptors. More than half are spare receptors. Did you ever imagine? Did you know that? A good amount of reserve receptors are there. Another good to quote example of the spare receptor colony is of the beta receptors at the heart. Though being less in amount, they are working efficiently in the failing heart. So a very few additional or the reserve receptors they work miracle for certain transmitters and effectors like hormones neurotransmitters etc well that was the first concept i wanted to discuss today next on my two cover topic list is an account of the disease related to the receptors Now first and foremost in this direction you should know not all the drugs they act via receptors alternate routes may be chemical physical small molecule interaction direct interaction with the enzymes etc now direct covalent reaction occurs by the alkylating agents they serve as anti cancer agents then we have anti-metabolites that turn out to produce non-functional cell parts or the components and they are also serving as the anti-oncogenic and anti-viral agents 
Now I'll be giving you a very brief account of the different routes when the receptors they are not involved. Yes, that is non-receptor routes. The first one in this category is the chemical route. Examples will be clarifying the whole concept. The first one is the hyperacidity which is neutralized by the antacids. Second one we have entrapment of the heavy metals like iron, plumbum, copper, arsenic, mercury etc. And this entrapment is done by the chelating agents. Third one is the exchange of the ions. I mean anions like chloride that are present in the biosols, they are exchanged by cholesteramine. Well, these were some good to code examples for the chemical route and they are self-explanatory. Next one in this category, we have the physical route. Again, let's exemplify to know the details and the mechanism. Osmosis is exhibited by purgatives like magnesium sulfate. That's one process. Adsorption. I will spell it A-D-S-O-R-P-T-I-O-N. Adsorption is the property of kaolin, cymethicon, etc. Then we have dusting powders. They are acting as protectives. Then demulsant effect is exhibited by menthol, syrup, wasaka, etc. Then you have astringent property that is shown by gum paints. And we have biophase saturation property exhibited by general anesthetics. Now we have next that is counterfeit route. That is, it is not the direct one. You are actually deceived in this route. This route is adopted by sulfa drugs and also by the anti-cancer agents. One very good example, a classical one is the methotrexate. It imitates the folic acid. It binds irreversibly to dihydrofolate reductase and folinic acid production is inhibited which further halts the DNA production. Then fourth one is the germicides, antiseptics, they behave as protoplasmic toxins. Then we have vaccines that act via the antibody production like cholera vaccine, tetanus, antisera, etc. Next route is the placebo route. Now, do you know the definition of a placebo? That's my first question to you. Well, it's a placebo is an inert harmless substance or compound which functions like the true medicinal substance. And actually, it may work especially psychologically in a positive, confidential scenario. It may show responses. And very good examples of such placebos are the lactose and starch components or compounds. And the last one to discuss in this category, we have genetic routes. This is adopted by the anti-cancer agents and the phenomenon is the altered gene function. Now, the drug designing possibilities are also due to this. Some very good examples are the drugs inhibiting the tyrosine kinase. They may block the other kinases too. And gene alterations like addition of a gene or deletion of a gene, it can help in cancer conditions by protecting the healthy host cells or on the opposite hand, they can also work by killing the unwanted cancer cells. Now this was whole on account of all the mechanisms not requiring the receptor. 
So what's next? Let me brief out now a few of the pathologies which may occur due to the receptor defect. I will give you one some very famous and classical examples because you know why I don't give a lot of rare examples. The rare examples are also very important but classical ones are what you ought to know. You know your basics and the most important things should be on your tips. So that is why we have to start our learning from the classical examples and then proceed to the rare ones. So for these pathologies due to receptor defect, I want to tell you that in insulin resistance diabetes mellitus, they, it may occur due to the production of antibodies against the receptors of the insulin. And another very good example and very popular one is the myasthenia gravis where the antibody formation occurs against the nicotinic cholinergic receptors at the end plate. Do you realize something? I've actually put a full stop to the receptor yarn. Wow, I feel like it was a very long one. That's such a great resemblance to the real life stories with the endings. Whether happy or unhappy, they seem so far away. Well. This is just an insight, a little reflection, don't take it seriously. You know, for us, today it was a good ending and it was not only an ending, it also marks the beginning of a new topic. But for now, it's the window clock. I really wish you all have a blessed, wonderful Sunday. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.isfarmecologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name, It's Pharmacology Difficult. If you are listening for the first time, to subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned to rate and review an iTunes Apple podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened. Thank you.